global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are lower this morning along with crude oil. As investors assess a surge in shares yesterday that sent the S&P 500 to an almost two-month high. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures down six points. Dow E-mini futures down 48. NASDAQ E-mini futures down 10. The DAX in Germany is up a tenth of a percent. The CAC in Paris down a tenth of a percent. FT100 down four tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury down 7.30 seconds. The yield 1.85 percent. The yield on the two-year 0.85 percent. And NYMEX crude oil is down nine tenths percent or 31 cents to 34 dollars nine cents a barrel. COMEX gold up three tenths percent or three dollars ten cents. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thank you so much. We're trying to be fair and balanced here in Washington and really talk to not only both sides of the political industry, uh, but to give you a perspective chronologically as well as we go to a most historic Super Tuesday uh, yesterday. It's not one that I've ever seen or Michael McKee's ever seen. Mo Lathy is at Georgetown. He's executive director of their Institute of Politics and Public Service. An exceptionally important position. He does this off of uh, decades of work for the Democratic Party as well. Mo, wonderful to have you on the show. I- I'm going to think of the rhetoric forward in the next 14 days for all Democrats is to first do no harm. What's the number one thing Democrats don't want to do as we go to Florida? Um, uh, you know, look, I think um, you know, the, the trajectory of the Democratic race seems pretty set. I think barring some sort of seismic shift in the dynamic, Hillary Clinton is is clearly on her way to the nomination. And I, and I think you know, Bernie Sanders has done a lot to help make her a stronger candidate and help shape the debate. But I don't think the numbers are going to be there for him. So what Democrats, I think, need to do is actually keep their foot on the gas. I think Democrats need to ensure that while the sideshow on the Republican side continues to play out, that they're putting their their best foot forward and making the case directly to a general election electorate about what it is they are uh, collectively are going to be offering different from the Republicans. So what they don't want to do, Mo is the lull before the convention. That's, right. that's a danger point, isn't it? Right. That's exactly my point. Right. Keep your foot on the gas. Keep out there. Stay out there. Stay out there making the case. You know, I have a lot of friends, former colleagues of mine in the Democratic Party, who are just sitting there gleeful and laughing about this Donald Trump phenomenon. And I keep reminding them, it wasn't that long ago that Republican operatives were laughing about Donald Trump as well. He's uh, he's going to be tough to beat in the general election. He's beatable, but it, this isn't going to be a cakewalk for Democrats. So they can't they can't afford to take right. a break now. They've got to continue to make the case. In my Cleveland, one week before Philadelphia, the convention schedule in July. How how do you address? Uh, as part of the campaign, uh, Donald Trump from the Democratic side. Uh, what do you say when you're campaigning against somebody who is you know, who's campaigning on the politics of anger and not necessarily the politics of a particular policy? 
Yeah, look, this is tough, right? We're in uncharted territory here. I mean, every single rule of politics that everyone uh, thought they knew has been thrown out the window here. And this guy has keeps winning and overperforming, uh, saying things that would probably destroy any other candidate in American history. Um, I think there's two things, and you're starting to hear Hillary Clinton do it. You're starting to hear more and more Democrats do it. Number one, um, I think people are angry, but I think one of the things that they're angry about is the divisiveness coming out of Washington. I think they are a little... Uh, uh, a little frustrated by the fact that people are are pitting uh, Americans, uh, groups of Americans, against one another. Uh, Donald Trump feeds into that. He thrives on that. And so the ability for Democrats to continue to make that case, I think, is going to be important. But the second thing, and I think this is actually even more important um, politically, I think the fundamental question Americans are asking these days is, who's got my back? Who's looking out for me? We don't live on a mm-hmm. left versus right paradigm anymore. We live on an up versus down paradigm because most Americans are walking around thinking, you know what, I play by the rules, I do everything I'm supposed to do, and I just can't get ahead. The system is rigged against me. The people above me are getting all the breaks. The people below me are getting all the handouts. Who's looking out for me? And I think right. Democrats need to make the case, number one, why they are, why Hillary Clinton is, and number two, Begin to make the case that Donald Trump has never looked out for anybody in his life except for himself. Marco Rubio danced on, around this a little bit during the last debate when he went, started going after Trump on Trump, Trump U and things like that, but it didn't stick. And I think that's, that's where the race is going to go in defining who Donald Trump really is. What happens, and we've only got about a minute left, when he starts to define her? How does she respond when he brings up uh, her husband's sex scandal, uh, when he brings up her Goldman Sachs speeches, and that sort of thing? How does she respond to that? You know, it'll be interesting to see. On the, on the first point, you know, I, man, I think that just rallies people behind her. I don't think um, Donald Trump's going to get a lot of traction. On that, but when it comes to things like the Goldman Sachs speeches, I think, you know, a level of transparency, and I think, again, drawing a contrast, Hillary Clinton's gonna go out there and make a case that her record, her history, has been one of champ, uh, of a, as being a champion for those who need a champion. Um, whereas Donald Trump has been a champion for himself, oftentimes at the expense of those others. That's where I think she's got to go and continue to make that contrast. That may be the only way to beat this guy. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really look forward to speaking to you many more times as we move through uh, this original political uh, process. Molethi is with Georgetown, their Institute of Politics and Public Service, joining us today, of course, working with a number of uh, Democrat Party campaigns uh, over the years. Uh, joining us next, uh, Kevin Hassett. To, we're in search of the Republican establishment. We called in Kevin Hassett of AEI to help guide us towards his Republican establishment, if it's out there as well. I'm really not sure. What I am sure of is Jobs Day on Friday. Bill Gross will join us, lining up a series of good guests as well to give you perspective on the American labor economy. Futures negative 7, Dow Futures negative 55, coast to coast, and on 99.1 FM, Washington and Baltimore, this is Bloomberg Surveillance. We're counting you down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luminous, luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.